Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 4, episode 43. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Today I'm joined by Ollie Tunner, who's the director of Beat Goes On, um, which is a stomp-style body percussion in samba workshop. And um, and this is obviously very close to my heart as a professional musician and someone who delivers samba and percussion workshops in school. So hopefully we'll have a lot to lot in common and, and a lot to chat about. So Ollie, thanks so much for being on the show today. Absolute pleasure. Hello. Um, so give us a little bit of background about your obviously your percussion background and, and how the beat goes on, got going and the sorts of things that it offers. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, yes, I am, as you are, kind of a drummer and percussionist, first and foremost, um, kind of yeah, playing since, well, very, very young age. I was kind of playing pots and pans and then my mum was like, stop hitting my crockery. So uh, <laughs> kind of got me a drum kit and then, uh, yeah, basically went through as a as kind of music services and drum kit lessons and that kind of thing and went to Kingston Uni to do a music performance degree. Um, and then from there, I met a guy called Sam Alexander, who's a bit of a kind of internationally renowned authority on Afro-Brazilian percussion uh, and he it was his kind of uh, route that kind of got me into the London samba scene initially and then I went to Brazil and played in the carnival which was amazing um, and then a few years later um, I got involved with Stomp uh, as a performer and as a workshop facilitator um, and then I was a classroom music teacher for a couple of years and then in the past uh, couple of years yep sort of beat goes on and we're now um as you said, delivering stomp style body percussion and samba drumming workshops and CPD uh, throughout the UK and internationally. So it's uh, it's quite a nice life. Fantastic. Um, give us a little bit of an insight into what it's like to be part of Stomp, because I would imagine lots of teachers and everyone listening will be just thinking that's quite a cool thing when you sort of see them on the telly. Or it it does the help. Yeah. And also in terms of when people, when I say body percussion, sometimes I get some slightly confused faces. They're like, what, just like clapping and stuff. <laughs> um, and it's like, well, yes, there is that. But obviously, yeah, if you mentioned Stomp, they have a kind of a slightly better idea of things that are going on. Um, although we do focus purely on the body percussion element. There's no brooms or bins or anything. I leave that to the guys that are still doing it. Yeah. But um, yes, doing the show was great fun. I did the, uh, yeah, the London show and the European tour, um, which was, uh, yeah, awesome. And uh, I think the, uh, I... I loved doing the show. Um, the, uh, the, there is, however, as, as I'm sure lots of kind of performers are, lots and lots of waiting around. Um, and I think that's kind of what got me. I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at just kind of going, oh, I'm going to watch DVDs for another few hours. It's uh, I like kind of being productive, which is kind of why I have the lifestyle I do now, where it's um, busyness is just a natural part of it. But yeah, no, but the, so doing the two hours of the show was incredible and uh, working with some phenomenal performers and uh, really kind of learning a lot in terms of kind of stagecraft and um, how to kind of deal with mistakes as such and how you actually turn them into something that works rather than just going, oh, no, I got that wrong. And uh, yeah, so, you know, kind of the whole, whole live performance angle. Um, and also Stomp have uh, a sister show called the Lost and Found Orchestra, which I was um, very privileged to be part of. And we ended up uh, going to the Sydney Opera House and uh, breaking the box office records there. So uh, all in all, uh, you know, phenomenal part of 
of my kind of performing career and obviously a huge amount of where I am now. Yeah, and what I really like about that is that is what you said about the whole stagecraft thing because I think the one thing that we often forget as teachers and especially as a classroom teacher is the fact that you have an audience every day that you're working with and that you're, you're encouraging and you're trying to get ignite that spark of interest in whatever it is that you're doing. And so I know a lot of people are slightly fearful about um, doing music in their classroom, but actually a lot of the skills that you need as a musician in order to deliver it, you they, they actually already have, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And also I, I, I actively encourage teachers to, you know, show off a bit, um, you know, if if they're, you know, uh, if they can show but like the performance side of whatever it is they, they specialize in uh kids will really really respond to that um and there'll be sometimes if if i'm kind of in a kind of the perhaps an afternoon session and it's a bit of a hot day or whatever and just to kind of wake kids up a bit i'll just stop what we're doing and i'll just go into a body percussion solo just for the sake of right this is what we can kind of get to and uh, yeah it's a bit showy offy but it's actually gonna it's hopefully gonna inspire them to go oh okay I'll, you know, I'll kind of get on the case with this and we'll kind of wake things up a bit and it'll, you know, kind of kick, kick, uh, give everybody a kick up the butt, basically. Yeah, and I think that, I think it really does help that. I um, I gave a lesson to a, a brand new student yesterday um, and he's got some kind of musical understanding because he's been learning the guitar, but never, um, he sort of looked at YouTube and then decided actually he'd like to learn the um, drums. So right. I, went, I went along to give him some lessons. Um and um, we talked about various things, but I just spent literally like half a minute just saying, look, we're going to talk about this and this is the reason we're doing it. And then you can kind of do this. And I, nice. it, it wasn't anything particularly flashy. It was just kind of a little bit of drumming. But of course, yeah. you could just see that, you know, the, the spark goes and their faces light up and they start oh, to totally. smile. And it's like, then you've got them. And then yeah, almost yeah, anything yeah. is possible, isn't it? And that's really key. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, kind of saying things like, oh, you know, this will benefit you in this way and you cast points and that kind of thing. And it's like, nah, if you, you know, if you show them what it is they're aiming for in terms of just good sounding and looking music, then that's going to be the thing that sparks off. Yeah. And um, yeah. and so your experience has been a, a classroom teacher as well. Did, did that have any influence on how you structured how the beat goes on goes on or did it um, did it show you how you didn't want to do it or a uh, bit of both bit of both it was um I, i'm not afraid to say it. it was the two most stressful years of my life um it was it was hard work no doubt about it i mean it was a bit of a, a bit, bit of a kind of an unusual situation i was i was doing it part-time i was only there kind of two days a week actually so i was there mondays and tuesdays um but it basically meant that i only saw the kids i was teaching in those kind of 50-ish minute lessons um, and there wasn't really any opportunity to for example kind of meet up with kids at break times or any other times to kind of develop more in-depth one-on-one relationships and uh, and so I'd kind of you know have have Mondays and Tuesdays and say yeah see you next week and uh, kind of so the whole kind of there wasn't I wasn't really able to kind of develop any momentum um, and at the same time as that I was also trying to build up the workshops for the rest of the week which uh, so it was it was quite an unusual situation I kind of feel that as a music teacher especially with all the extracurricular stuff that's uh, kind of involved with that really you need to be there all the time um, and, and it is those kind of moments where you can kind of have a chat with kind of one or two of them separately, kind of in a break time or after school or whatever, and that can then feed back into the lessons. Um, often, I mean, at my, although my I had some great music teachers as a student, but I, I really remember the extracurricular stuff the best, far more so than the lessons. And I'm, I'm sure 
Um, I can remember enjoying the lessons, but in terms of the stuff that sticks in your head long term, it was, for example, the, the kind of uh, projects we did in uh, year nine with London Symphonietta based on Steve Reich. And we got to see him performing clapping music. And then I still remember that now. And that was, uh, you know, that wasn't a, a lesson. That was that kind of the, that stuff that everyone remembers. Um, so, yeah. So that my, my teaching experience, um, I it was it was a tough time, but I did. I, I do now uh, structure workshops um, very differently. I learned a lot about pacing um, and kind of not. Uh, I think just th thinking quite kind of simplistically, what will the kids be able to do at the end of the session that they couldn't do before the session um, and making sure kind of that box is very, very clearly ticked. Um, and also the kind of differentiation, kind of uh, planning the same kind of end outcome, but with a lot of different routes to achieve the outcome, depending on um, individuals own uh, experiences. So, yes, in short, um, rambly answer, but yes, it, huge, hugely uh, kind of beneficial, but for positive and negative reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so give, give us a little bit of an understanding about the type of range of the, of the workshops that you deliver then. So is it literally from early years um, all the way th obviously through primary, which people listening will be really interested in, but then into secondary, and I guess it then goes sort of into corporate and that sort of thing as well, because like you say, Very much so, everyone yeah. can be involved, can't they? Yes. I mean, that's that's kind of, as I'm sure you agree, what I love about percussion is that, you know, you hit it, it makes a sound. Um, and obviously it takes, you know, months and years and a lifetime to master. Um, but it's that initial accessibility um, and that kind of, especially when there's a whole group of you kind of, you do one sound so, and there's there's no kind of uh, technique um, to master before you can get that initial sound. So yeah, we do um, we do early years through to kind of keep up all the key stages and indeed colleges and sick forms and uh, and universities and teacher training. Um, we have a kind of an early years um, specialist, particularly um, a woman called Lily May, who's ace. And uh, but then we also kind of employ uh, various other specialists who may either be kind of better geographically suited to where the workshops going to take place or indeed have other specialities that we can kind of call upon so they can deliver stuff for us. Fantastic. So it really is, um, I guess, a, a whole countrywide opportunity. So anyone listening from anywhere in the UK can actually get, get in contact and actually see if a, if a workshop is possible. Absolutely. And indeed, internationally. Um, oh, we, we, we do indeed travel the world. Uh, I was lucky enough to um, be asked to deliver a keynote speech at the Latin American Heads Conference in Sao Paulo last April, um, which was uh, nuts. In fact, the, uh, the, the first evening, um, just before kind of the, the, the morning of my keynote, the guy came up to me and um, I didn't even know his name. He we hadn't even introduced his names yet. And he said, um, you're the you're the, the luckiest. You're, no, you're the, the bravest man I know. And I said, <laughs> right. Why? He said, you've come to Brazil to teach Samba. And I was like, uh, well, there's, there's a bit more to it than that. It's not just that. And I'm aware I'm in Sao Paulo. So I, I you know, I wasn't purely there to, you know, to teach Samba, but I was doing body percussion and various other things. Um, and I'd been asked to kind of the theme of the conference was creativity. So I'd been asked to kind of practically and verbally describe my take on creativity. Right. Um, but rather than giving that long rambly answer, I just rather cockily just said, yes, what of it? <laughs> um, and although I'd, I'm nowhere near that cocky, uh, he quite kind of it, it was a jokey kind of comment from him anyway. So yeah. we were able to kind of talk about it. But uh, yeah, it's we're, we're able to kind of pretty much go anywhere currently, which is uh, lovely. Oh, that's fantastic, especially as um 
is the audience of Education on Fire is, I think it's now in about 30 countries around the world, and it literally is as far abroad as New Zealand. Um, Yeah. And there's been Japan and Yemen and and quite a lot of people in the States. So um, who knows? You may get a phone call from absolutely anywhere. You can can organise your next little tour as a little world tour. I look forward to it. The beat goes on. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So um, for any teachers that are interested in having a workshop, let's take um, a typical primary school. how, how would how would the day be structured how 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 would it be and and I, and I also know that you do sort of a one-off session as well as an, an ongoing relationship yes. with the school so explain yes. how that works for us yeah no worries I mean often with schools it's kind of a balance of whether or they whether or they want kind of more in-depth experiences for like one or two classes or if they want every child in the school to have a you know a bit of an experience um we often do kind of whole school assemblies um on on body percussion so obviously there's again another great thing about body percussion is there's nothing to set up um conference organizers often like me because they'll think oh drumming workshop how many hours do you need to load in and i'll go a couple of minutes and they're like oh right because you are the yeah i'm the instrument yeah okay great so um yeah body percussion is i think very easy to organize um so we'll often start with the whole school thing and then um, we'll work with whichever kind of key stages or whichever classes um, the teacher who's booked wants to focus on. Um, we can do purely kind of body percussion side of things and in terms of kind of composition skills and performance skills and little rhythmic warm ups. Um, we also tie it in with um, with literacy, quote, kind of key way. At a uh, conference, I met a guy called Pi Corbett, who's uh, kind of in, within primary circles. I, I think literacy people will very much know of him and Talk for Writing, which is the organisation and the kind of eth- literacy ethos that he represents. Um, we've done some work together developing um, a kind of creative kinesthetic approach to literacy, whereby um, we t- either take the set works that are kind of or set texts that kids are looking at um, or their own written work, and then we look at the kind of rhythm and pulse and emotional content of those words and we kind of discuss how they could be kind of spoken out loud and there isn't any one way it's how the child decides it sounds best and then we take the rhythms that we've kind of then decided upon in terms of spoken words and we take those rhythms and put them onto body percussion so it becomes a kind of as I said a kind of creative kinesthetic approach um, which develops literacy and musical skills simultaneously um and it's so it's not just reading and writing it's it's there's kind of a whole other approach to it so we can go down that route as well um other things we've done uh particularly primary uh, initially with uh, bbc 10 pieces um which uh, some of you may or may not be aware of but it's this brilliant uh, uh program set up by the bbc um initially to get primary kids into um engage with classical music and they they uh, did these brilliant recordings of 10 very cinematic engaging uh, famous pieces of music um, one of which also was a commission by a composer called Anna Meredith who's awesome and her commission was a body percussion piece uh, called Connect It um, and we uh, devised a workshop based on Connect It not so much teaching the material itself because she, she did videos um, to show how to kind of learn her moves and her rhythms but more the, the ideas she'd incorporated like canons and kind of the movements alongside rhythms and stuff um and so yeah we we did a workshop based on that and also kind of incorporating kids own ideas for body percussion um and then since then 10 pieces two came out uh, which is a whole other set of 10 
famous pieces, including Mambo from West Side Story. So we did uh, another a kind of a body percussion and Latin percussion workshop based on that. And then just recently, Ten Pieces Three has been been launched with a whole other set. So um, there's and I get the, the 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 idea with these is not just to sit and watch them, but very much to respond to them creatively. So. Um, Kids from all over the country have done not just musical and dance uh, responses, but visual art responses as well. I think video responses. Um, and they've had 10 pieces proms as part of the prom series at the Albert Hall, um, featuring some of the kind of the highlights of the responses. So that whole thing's been great. And it's been great for us to kind of be, we've been a 10 pieces champion, um, meaning we've been kind of um, assisting with the support for those resources as well. So, um, yeah, so from a primary point of view, we can focus in all and any of that body percussion and of course samba drumming uh which we do lots of as well and these can be uh one or as you said one-off taster days or um we also do kind of 10 week long more in-depth things that culminate in kind of usually a high profile concert we did one with uh music first uh, sorry arts first in islington um and that, that culminated with a performance at the barbican as part of uh, one of their concerts so uh yeah it's been it's, it's nice thing things that we kind of get to be involved with things like that i think what my biggest feeling of that is is that very often we hear these things like 10 pieces and we hear oh, we can do a samba project and that sort of thing but you're never quite sure how you get from that initial thought to how it's going to look in your classroom um, no sure and and so what i loved about how you described that was the fact that you know you could see all those pieces put together and, and actually by you know by getting someone like you in, they can actually say, "All oh, right, oh, I understand how we get this kind of movement." Or um, talking about, like you said, the literacy and how that can develop into a piece of music, or and 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 just joining all those dots up. Which I think, once you open the door to those sorts of ideas, the workshops, when they're obviously um, given by a facilitator who's really experienced in that, are fantastic. But it just gives them a way of working beyond that as well. And so from that point of view, it's great value for money, isn't it, whenever you go in and do a workshop? Because what you leave behind and the support um, is invaluable, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, it's it's not necessarily really anything that's completely new um you know lots of it is actually kind of building on the confidence of not only the pupils but also the teachers who are then going to be carrying on the work after you've gone um i sometimes have to get uh, a kind of a little bit kind of mock cross when i'm doing cpd workshops with teachers who particularly with the body percussion will be like oh don't pick me i've got no rhythm particularly when i'm working with kind of uh, in, in, often in primary when there's teachers who because they played piano once when they were 10 then they they therefore become the music coordinator for the school and un understandably there's you know there's there's a kind of a confidence element to to work with but i think if kids hear you joking or otherwise kind of kind of consistently kind of go oh i can't do this oh no i'm just gonna you know kind of not actually taking it seriously and also not giving themselves the credit that actually you can do this it is it is you know it is just rhythm it's not some mystical thing that you can either do or you can't do um and so yes i, I often have to get a little bit more cross going stop being self-deprecating basically kind of if you try and trick yourself into thinking you can do it you might actually be able to do it um and also with rhythms is that there are often simpler and more advanced ways of doing kind of playing each rhythm or kind of or each approach um and 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 sometimes i think when you're doing uh workshops with kids who are kind of perhaps more experienced the teacher doesn't necessarily need to be able to play the rhythm themselves for the kids to be able to do it um they they 
don't feel that like that, that's going to be a hindrance. Just be the facilitator to suggest, oh, rather than doing this rhythm, try double speeding it or try ad- adding your own kind of interpretation onto that rhythm and seeing what the kids come up with themselves. So be the facilitator rather than if I can't play it, I can't possibly teach it. Um, I think that I, I don't think that's true. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, cer- certainly in my experience of, of, of delivering Samba workshops, um, it definitely is that that as a teacher when you're involved the children absolutely love it because they see you in a different light because you are yeah. slightly not in the same state that you are when you're just delivering other parts of the curriculum yes um and there's also that real sense of we're in it together we're, we're learning together especially if there's someone like you they're taking the workshop you know they're part of the class all very of a sudden. much so and very i think that so. i think that dynamic change is a really positive one Yes, absolutely. And actually, as uh, I think I'd probably speak on behalf of quite a few workshop facilitators, um, are please asking teachers, please, please, please get involved. Um, I think often, understandably, teachers' workloads are ridiculous and uh, it's understandable when teachers might use that time uh, as when a visiting facilitator is coming in to kind of catch up on marking. Um, I'd suggest if at all possible, try and be involved in the workshop if you can because as as you said it's it is hopefully good fun and also the kids will really really respond to you not like making mistakes and that's fine and but being part of that create that learning process with them i think that all all too many times there's uh teachers who for one reason or another will just kind of sit in the back and it's uh i kind of feel like you know you're missing out and uh you know and i and I'd, I'd like to kind of make it as a collaborative thing as possible i try and get teachers involved in that process and they're like well i'm not gonna be able to do it i think well you won't if you're sitting there marking um so yeah you know it's uh, it's an ongoing challenge yeah i i and completely endorse that as, a, as an idea myself uh, certainly from my experience and 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 just sort of following on from what you said there is the fact that you know your class of um, students that may be age nine or age ten who we're expecting to be able to pick this up because it's a workshop designed for that age group. Yeah. um yeah. as a teacher um and as an adult more importantly you ought to be able to do it as well because if we're expecting the younger children to do it absolutely less developmental coordination possibly yeah, you know, yeah, as yeah. an adult absolutely. you should be able to pick it up we're not trying to sort of do anything like you say we're not taking you to rio to do you know no. carnival properly you know kind of thing. no we're not we're not trying to trick you we're not trying to catch you out the more we can be involved in the whole thing um the be- and actually i mean sometimes also from a, from somebody who works um, if you're doing kind of a whole day, particularly with Key Stage 1, having the whole kind of dynamic running alongside, working kind of with the CPD angle alongside it, it's it's quite nice for the facilitator to be able to kind of uh, kind of ha- have an ongoing kind of commentary with a teacher while the workshop's going on. Oh, you know, you could try this, you know, in for the future and kind of be delivering some CPD alongside the workshop you're delivering to the kids. So, um, yes, yeah. get involved, teachers, yeah. please. It's yeah, good really, fun. Sounds, sounds fantastic. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I love that kind of thing, like you say, just that legacy of leaving these things. And it's just tips, isn't it, that just can really help them as they're as they're. Yeah, going, as they're I mean, the through. one thing I, 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 I never, I, I always try to make sure that I never leave a school with them going okay that was fun but what now um the, what i'm trying to kind of constantly create dialogue and that's actually where social media is coming really really usefully because you can um 
we did a blog that just kind of came out for kind of via an independent school network uh, yesterday and already people are kind of responding to it and kind of getting dialogue going and, and also sharing their own tips and experience and that kind of thing so um yeah it's I, i'm aware that i'm by no means the the only person who has experience and skills to add to this so the more collaborative it can be the better I think that's really important and uh, and I have to say the blog on your website's fantastic in terms of there's lots of great content there and um and in my season 1 I had a conversation with Kelly Long and part of that was kind of how podcasts and social media mm. and, and the whole community of being a teacher now is just so fantastically online your 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 resources aren't just your four walls of your school you know it's above no, and beyond absolutely. all of that you know and you can and that continual conversation I think is just fantastic yeah, and that's I often kind of I, I'll often kind of ask people CPD who who is actively using social media, and I mean I realise there's a lot of rubbish out there, you know. But actually, if you can find the good stuff, um, I mean we've been lucky lucky enough to have some very very experienced uh, kind of classroom teachers do guest blogs for us as well. Um, people like Jane Wherry and Steve Jackman from Musical Futures and various other people. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 there are some incredible use free also resources out there that you can kind of then respond to. So if you're not already using, I mean, I think some people think, oh, God, Twitter, it's a bit of a can be a bit of a minefield, and there is lots of rubbish out there. But if you find the good stuff, it's really really worthwhile. Yeah, it really is. And and the other thing I sort of find from a workshop point of view is is as you said, you know, the what you the the difficulty of the rhythms and that kind of thing can vary depending on what your objective is, you know, because like you say, if you're going into a school for one day, certainly for me when I'm delivering mine, it's that kind of, I want them to feel like they're musicians. I want them to feel what it's like to be in an ensemble. I want them to feel what it's like to do a performance. Um, yeah. and, and so therefore sometimes just taking the difficulty down a fraction so that you can get a fantastic final result as a starting point is brilliant. Whereas like you say, over a 10 week project, you know, we're building up step by step. We're increasing difficulty. We're making it more complex, getting the children involved in lots of different ways. And so um, th th it does make a difference, doesn't it? The type of program that you're trying to enter into absolutely and obviously you're, you're responding to kind of the needs um and also you know kind of uh what the kids bring um all the time i mean obviously very much again from a musical futures approach um responding to uh kind of the 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 musical experiences and tastes of the people you're working with um i it's often kind of i often kind of do a bit of a kind of shout who's who's playing what or dancing what or singing what at the moment um and trying as much as possible to kind of base it on that. There's um there's a there's a kind of a, a chesty kind of body percussiony thing, which the words of which essentially go boom, snap, clap, the boom, snap, clap, slap, boom, snap, clap, the boom, slap. And whenever I ask kids uh, to do their own kind of improvisations, lots of them come up with that. And I'm still to this day trying to find out who wrote it. <laughs> um, you, those of you who heard those words, if you recognise it, you'll recognise it from those words. And but it's great because I'll say, well. I know for a fact that that's not your idea, but you know it and you like it. So see if you can then adapt it to add your own kind of twist on that pattern. And they go, oh, OK, cool, cool, cool. So they're not just, you know, straight cover version, but it's uh, doing their own thing with it. But it's great that there's obviously this. this I have no idea who wrote it. I think um, Miley Cyrus has done a version of it, but I don't I don't I think it's pre 
her, as it were. Um, so if anybody knows, let us know. <laughs> Fantastic. And yeah, do, and, and do, get, do get in touch. You can go to educationonfire.com, leave us a message under the podcast and, and let us know if any of that's uh, Great. If that if it's familiar to anybody. And also, I should just mention at this point as well, that all of the things that we've talked about, whether it's um, talking about the Rio Carnival or Stomp or, or Pike Orbit, um, we're going to have links to all of these things on the website show notes. So um, Great. the podcast show notes so that you can just go there and just check it out and, and find out all these things that we've sort of mentioned and find out more in-depth information about them and uh, i hope that's a really sort of helpful resource as well and um splendid could be could be of good, of good value to everyone and absolutely um, um I, I believe you also got some some free downloads on your website as well can you give us a bit of information about that yeah so we well as, as well as the, the blogs um we've got uh various samba rhythm grids we've got a, a, a kind of a guide to setting up a junk percussion uh group uh, in terms of the kind of the kind of the I guess there's a bit of a health and safety thing with junk percussion because obviously uh, instruments are made because they don't tend to fall apart as much but uh, using glass bottles however I mean I say it's not necessarily a question of don't doing it but knowing kind of best ways around it that kind of thing so there's yeah junk percussion guide uh, rhythm grids um, there's various videos actually of us uh, doing kind of various uh, body percussion things we um we, uh, I did a, a kind of a body percussion taster on that, the Let's Go Club for CBeebies um, a, a year or so ago. And kind of people saw that and have uh, responded to that quite well. And also um, we, we've kind of done similar things that we did uh, name that nursery rhyme, but as a body percussion thing. So we did kind of the basic, the, body, the, the rhythm of uh, a nursery rhyme. And then people had to kind of guess what it was and indeed create their own and get, you know, kind of, again, we're just trying to kind of create a little bit of dialogue, whether it be tips or indeed creating new resources, that kind of thing. But yeah, these are all available via the website. Fantastic. So for those people listening who just think, right, I need to get this person in to do a workshop or, or get the beat goes on. Um, what's their best thing to do is it just to go to the website and get in contact and then they can find out prices and how the details yeah either via the website or the i mean the the emails info at beatgoeson.co.uk but you'll see via the website kind of what's available for free um so yeah and it'd be lovely to hear from you whether or not it's for workshops or just to say hi fantastic well ollie thanks so much for being on the show i, I love your pleasure i love your enthusiasm and um and, and i know the the fantastic benefits these things have for children um like i said having done these sorts of things myself and i'm i'm really pleased one that um there are people like you out there doing it and also that it's available across the country and internationally as you said because a, a lot of people i know who teach in london they have access to so many different things but people who are further afield from the, some of the main cities find it difficult to to get access to these things sometimes and so having an organization that will travel i think is a really important thing for them thanks yeah no absolutely and but uh, what i quite what i um quite like about samba is that how it's kind of um kind of morphed going around the world um it, it seems to be in almost every little village that you come across they've got a samba band going and it's again it's kind of um emphasizing that accessibility not only in terms of musical experience but also in terms of age um yeah so it seems to have just you know spanned the world and then also taken on the local musical cultures of it as well so for example i used to play in a band in brighton called carnival collective uh, which is a kind of a samba drum and bass type thing um so yeah it wherever it goes it seems to kind of soak up the local local culture as well yeah brilliant lovely well great stuff as i said thanks so much for your time and i really Absolute appreciate pleasure. the fantastic information and, and the skills that you've given us today and um yeah i hope to, to see you in a workshop myself some, one, one day soon <laughs> great stuff thanks very much indeed 
Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.